worry about the bag. I'm only looking up, trying to chase a bag, and I can't wait to count it up. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. All right. My name is Daryl, and welcome back. I'm sorry I took the week off. I had some things that I need to go over. I had some things I was going through. And uh, the good news is I'm back and I'm, I'll am i be here again next week and the week after. So welcome to episode six. Just a little bit of a catch up here. Uh, like I said, I've just been kind of going through the motions. I had, had a lot going on. I felt kind of stuck creatively. I felt like I was in a rut. And uh, I think I've gotten out of that rut. I think I found my my center again. Uh, so you have me here, and you know I got some things to talk about. I've been going for a week. You know I got things to talk about. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, this podcast is gonna be it's not gonna be an easy one. Um, I'm gonna try to maintain uh, without ranting. Uh, with that being said, the drug culture in the United States is, well, it is what it is. <clears throat> it's all over the place. Um, you immediately are, honestly, at least I felt like I was told about drugs before I even knew what drugs were. I remember in elementary school, uh, the D.A.R.E. program them bringing up drugs and honestly introducing us to drugs, really, if I when I think about it, felt like they were showing us what drugs were, telling us what drugs were before I even knew what drugs were. And I guess that makes sense because America, here, here's a secret. The drug culture that they now blame on younger people, that they now blame on hip-hop, that they now blame on insert anything, is not new. America has always had a drug culture. America loves drugs. That is America's thing. We have always loved drugs. We have always loved doing drugs. It was just something that we have kind of, I guess, made a part of our, um, <clears throat> made a part of our culture. But the idea that it's new is, <laughs> is interesting. The idea that <laughs> drugs are brand new and that you know, music and the younger generation are just making it, you know, more prevalent is interesting. Um, here's some lyrics. What a drag it is getting old. Kids are different today. I hear every mother say, mother needs something today to calm her down. And though she's not really ill, there's a little yellow pill. She goes running for the shelter of her mother's little helper. That's the Rolling Stones in the song, in their hit song, Mother's Little Helper. It's a dark and catchy song about Valium. 
value. Something that is prescribed to people. Something that you wouldn't think would be just, you know, thrown out there as a way for uh, <laughs> for your housewife or for a mother to, you know, feel better. Valium is used for paranoia and suicidal, you know, thoughts and memory impairment. It, there are other reasons for it, but the fact that at one point it was literally used as a way to calm your wife down is crazy. And it's not just uh, Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stones that, you know, were saying, you know, hey, this is a thing that parents do. It, w- it was like a normal thing. I mean, back back then, back in the back in the 60s, suburban housewives were popping pills like they were, they were popping pills like they were the pharmacists. Like they they had the they had the pills on 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 hand on deck. But they say that this culture is the culture of the drug addicts, and that we have made things worse. That we have created this drug culture. That's not true at all. See, the truth of the matter is, America just has a drug problem, and probably always will. And it speaks volumes, no pun intended, of America. Because everybody's self-medicated. You self-medicate every single day you wake up. Whether it's with the pills that you take, whether it's with the app that you play with, whether it's with the your partner and the conversations and the 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 dry the draw that you have to them whatever you do everyone's self-medicating but we have this tendency in this country to sit and judge other people and say that they are wrong and that they are bad for their addiction you know where i'm getting with this you know where i'm going with this we tend to act as if drug addicts in america that do heroin or opiates, or crack, or meth, I mean, really anything, are, one, not really, we act as if they're not, as if they're not expected, as if they're worse than the rest of us, but in reality, are they? I mean, we are one of the most heavily medicated countries, if not the most medicated country in the world. There's a pill for everything. We got a medicine for you. We have a resolution for you. You got anxiety? Here's a pill. Suicidal thoughts? Here's a pill. Depression? Here's a pill. You too hyper? Here's a pill. There is a medicine for everything. So let's not sit and act as if it should come as a surprise when the internet evolves and everything is at the tip of your fingers, so now everyone is influenced in the blink of an eye. I mean, like I said, we were introduced to drugs. At least I remember being introduced to drugs before I even thought or knew what a drug could or was at the time. But now... Since America has always had this drug culture, 
It's always been here. America's always self-medicated to fix and and supply itself with the fix that it needs to never talk about the things that it should talk about and speak on. Now that we have the internet here and everything is at the tip of your fingers, of course the drug culture looks larger. Of course it affects more people. Because now everybody has it at their fingertips. Everyone can look. Everyone can see. Now, if you choose to partake in these drugs, you're not necessarily choosing to be addicted to drugs. I'll put it this way. Everyone downloads an app on their phone because they need, you know, a game to play. Most people do. Now, this could be one of those, uh, you know, click games where you just click one time over and over and over again and you gain, you know, more money or whatever it may be. Or it could be a game like Flappy Bird where you have to focus. But you get that game with the intent only to be able to pass time better and be able to just kind of blank out and fill in the empty spaces. Over time, though, some people cannot stop playing these smartphone games. Candy Crush is insanely addictive for some people. Because you're rewarded over and over and over again. You know you shouldn't be playing it all day, but, I mean, come on. You have to. But for some reason, we can understand people's addiction to video games and to smartphones in particular, but we can't understand people's addiction to drugs. Now listen, I agree with the statement of if you die a a drug addict, you die a drug addict. That's it. What I do not agree with is the idea that drug addicts choose to be drug addicts. Yes, the demons that you invite in your home will always be welcome as long as you keep the door open. Once you welcome them in your home, they will remain there as long as they are welcome. But when you are dealing with the drug addiction, when your brain doesn't click the same, when the chemistry, the dopamines, the dopamine, your brain chemistry alters, the makeup of your brain is changed. It's like fighting with your hands tied behind your back. You're not going to put up much of a fight. This is a boxing match. But we continue to sit and blame drug culture, blame drug culture for everything. A young rapper, Juice World, just died. Now, I would be lying if, and once again, this is all preliminary so far, but it appears that this is what the police report is saying, is that he took a bunch of Percocets to avoid being caught with Percocets, whatever it may be, and that may have caused him to go into having a seizure, which ended up taking his life. Now, if this is comes out to be wrong, 
I will go back and once again apologize for being wrong. But I was not surprised when I found out that he had passed away and that it might be due to drug addiction, to drugs. Now, I'm not a big fan by any means of Juice World, But I understand that that pain. See, I, I've had my issues with, with, with pills, with prescription pills. And if there's one thing I can tell you is that I never planned on wanting to do that shit every single day. Never a plan. Was never in my book of my, my to-do list. But if I were to die, if I was to die at that time, doing drugs, doing whether a prescription or not, drugs, I, dry, I die a drug addict. But you, I would have never chosen to live that way. I didn't choose to become that. I chose to try and fix what was plaguing me at the time with that. Now, I'm not condoning drug use because I will never condone drug use, especially of hard drugs. But we have to understand where this comes from for people. Because if we don't, we end up blaming the victim. And yes, being a drug addict is both being the victim and the villain. It's a weird circumstance. Because you're the villain to your own story. But you're the victim because it's your story. If we just blame the victim, we end up like in the 80s when the Reagan administration decided there was a bright idea to come up with this great tagline called Just Say No. Because that's going to stop people from doing crack. Crack was run, running rampant throughout the black communities in the 80s. And that was the resolution. That was the solution. Along with incarcerating every single person that had crack on them and changing the laws for crack possession to be harder than for plain old cocaine possession. So instead of trying to resolve the problem, we blamed the victim, who also, once again, is the villain. But now in 2019... Going into 2020, we have what they're referring to as the opiate or the opioid crisis. Where people are plain and simple abusing the prescription drugs that they are given to do by doctors. And doctors are over prescribing the prescription drugs they're giving to their patients. But instead of saying that these people are just drug addicts who chose to be addicted and they had no other way of solving their issue. They had other ways of solving their issues and they chose to just be addicted to these opioids. We're taking pity upon them and understanding that once again, the truth is they're both the villain and the victim. We can do that for opioids, but we can't do that for a younger generation that, in my opinion, is more susceptible to 
drug use and drug abuse because they do not see it firsthand. In the year of 2019, my little sister spends more time talking to her friends on her phone virtually via Snapchat, Facebook, or FaceTime than she does with them throughout the year in person. And that matters. Because they don't get to see the pain that is caused by drugs in person, up close and personal. So when they hear about people doing them, when they hear about the good parts and they don't see the bad parts as often, or once again, like I've stated before, if you have an opinion and you hold that opinion close to you and you use that opinion throughout your time on the internet, if you search up whatever it may be, drug use, you know, Percocets, you're not going to get all the negative responses. You're going to get what you're looking for, which is what they do to you and how they might just make you feel good. Or any drug that is. I I don't understand, but yet I do at the same time. And I, and it makes sense to me because America continues to do things that just define what it is as it is. They didn't care in the 80s about crack because it was black folks that were affected by it. They knew that it was that crack was addicting, was addictive, and that the the person that was doing crack wasn't necessarily just the villain, or if they were even a villain at all. They knew that. Just like they know now that opioid opioid users, opioid opiate um addicts are not just these villains they choose to turn a blind eye to certain aspects of certain people and that's how they go about it but to label hip-hop or label just this young generation millennials down to gen z as this generation that just adores and sponsors and pushes this drug culture is false. False in narrative, false in nature, and false in reality. America's always had a drug problem. It didn't begin with us. It began long ago. If we want to fix the problem at hand, which is drug culture, and it is going to become more of a problem because the internet is just get, it's just getting easier to communicate with people, And like I said, this younger generation, without seeing each other, seeing the effects in person, up close and personal, it doesn't hit the same. Until, if they don't see that, it it, it may just get worse. I don't know if it will, but I have a feeling that it will. We need to talk about it the correct way. Which is that no one wants to talk about this until it affects them and they want to speak on it. Drug culture isn't new. Drug abuse is not new. What is always been here, or what has always been here, is drug culture. It was here in the 1960s. It was here before that. You can look it up. You can dig it up. You'll find it. But being a drug addict is being a villain and a victim. It does not 
inherently make you bad. And nobody, nobody chooses to be addicted to drugs. Just like you don't choose to have this strong urge to play Candy Crush every single day just because you downloaded it a week ago, someone who does heroin, whether or not they know that that heroin is bad for them, they do not choose to live an addict's life to be addicted. You are no different. Now, I just want to let things cool off a little bit. So, I'm in the mood for music. And I actually have a really good song here coming up. It's called Fancy Car by Mac Turner. Here you go.
take my It's crazy cause I used to like your pics Try to slide in Shot my shot and miss Once again that was Fancy Car by Mac Turner He's actually here From here in Minnesota In Minneapolis uh, You can find his music on Spotify YouTube, Loom Really anywhere that you look He's a dope artist And uh, get your support behind him with that being said, once again, I just want to apologize to everybody for not, if you did not know why I was not around last week, I apologize. I need to find a better way to communicate with everybody about that. Um, once again, if you have not already and you would like to go ahead and join my Discord, I'm going to try to be more active in there and get that moving around, moving along. Um, but I always leave the link in the description of my podcast. Now, with that being said, uh, at the crux of my absence was my creative uh, slump, I'd put it. Um, I am a creative person and a technical person. And I'm also an extrovert, but an introvert, which means I'm a millennial who likes the labels. <laughs> but what that really means is I'm all over the place. So sometimes for me, when I want to be creative, uh, I, it, I'm drawing like seven different directions. And that can be really hard. Uh, that can be really hard to be drawn in 20 different directions and want to do 30 different things. Um, and I think a lot of people fall into that. As a creative soul, you fall into these situations where I wouldn't say you're in a slump, but you just feel like you're not doing enough because your brain says you need to do more. And I don't know if that's ever fixable. I don't know if there's ever, ever like a, if there's a resolution to that, but the one thing that I've been trying to do is that what is the one thing that you feel you are not only best at, but can also improve the most at, if, if you know what I mean. And, and try to focus on that one thing, or even, or even making some type, of, some type of list of not priority, but ability. Because it is good to be good at a lot of things, but it's great to be great at one thing. And that's where my slump in this podcast came from. I do photography. Um, I'm not to toot my own horn here, but I'm really good at photography. Uh, and when I was in my slump, it felt like I was just, honestly, it felt like I was, I was failing. It felt like I was failing as a, as a podcaster because I, I expect to see these huge numbers and know that everyone loves me and I guess that's just the the inner part of me just wanting to be loved but also I felt as if well this isn't going off right away I might as well go back to doing this all the time but I remember that the reason I started doing this podcasting was to feed the creativity that I was missing from only doing photography so then let me write back to you guys so what I'm trying to say is if you are a creative drawn, drawn in seven different directions, 
focus on that new passion of yours that you can grow the most in and have what you feel like might be your most ability in. And push for it. Fight for it. Push for it. And remember that it's okay to not only question your ability in one aspect, but kind of challenge it. I'm not saying that I think I'm better at podcasting than I am photography. I know I'm not. I'm new to this. But I know that my itch for podcasting grew because I lacked the ability to speak through, like physically speak, in my photography. So, once again, just just make sure you're feeding all aspects to your creativity. Um... A little quick, quick little thing here. Uh, not much for tech happened over these last few weeks, but a lot happened for celebrities. Uh, where do we start? Um, well, elephant in the room. Lizzo likes to put her bare ass on on stadium seats. I guess, I guess that's a thing. I don't. I didn't know that was a thing, but I guess that's a thing. Uh <laughs> that was that was bizarre. Uh but along with that of course we've got these impeachment hearings. If you've been watching those riveting impeachment hearings, please don't tell me how they're going cuz I don't want to know. <laughs> of course we've got a ton of other goofy stuff going on. We have oh man. We had Art Basel. Art Basel. Someone sold a banana taped to a canvas and then someone ate said banana. The world is a crazy place. (laughs) It's a weird place when you can sell a banana taped to a canvas and then someone gets arrested or I think got kicked out for eating that banana. It's crazy. It's a crazy world out here. In the year of 2020, I think three things are going to be true. One, Tierra Wack, who is a very, very talented artist. If you do not know who she is, please look up her music. She is a great rapper, and she's just kind of different. But once again, in 2020, three things I think will be true. One, Tierra Wack will blow up. She will hit mainstream. Two, we will still have Donald Trump in the office. Now, I do not want him in the office, but I'm going to tell you guys right now, the impeachment hearings are not going to do anything, and also the Democrats are throwing this election. So that's still going to be a thing in 2020. And third, someone, I don't know who, I don't know who, someone is going to create an app to rival YouTube and actually challenge YouTube. In 2020, someone is going to create a an app, a, a medium, that will challenge YouTube as a 
entertainment source of videos, for videos, and for content. Now, I don't know who, but I'm telling you, these are my three guesses for 2020. I always kind of do this with myself and with friends and family, and uh, that, that, that's what I think is going to happen. Tierra Wax is going to blow up. Donald Trump's still going to be in office, and with the election uh, next year, yeah, so he's, he's going to probably get reelected. But also, on top of all of that, um, an app will be created that will challenge YouTube. I believe 100% that, that, that an app is going to be created to challenge YouTube because YouTube is doing nothing to make itself better. It's doing everything to make itself worse for creators and for 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 the oh my jeez I cannot stop stuttering. It's doing nothing to better itself for the creators or for its audience. And that has gone on for years now. And I think 2020 is the year where it ends. And like I said, Donald Trump being in office, it's just obvious. I mean, look, whether or not you like him, I don't like him. Whether or not you like him, it's like the Democrats are trying to throw it here. It's like they're trying to do everything in their power to just fail. It's like when like it's like when you play a video game, like a fighting game with with your brother or your sister and they're not good at it, right? They're not good at it at all. They're really kind of below average more than below average. And you keep trying to give them an edge. You you make accidental mistakes every chance you get so that they don't get upset. That's the the Democrats currently. They are trying to fail, it feels like. It feels like he could literally give them every way to get him up out of there, and they would be like, can't do it. Don't know how to do it. And then, like I said, Tierra Whack is going to blow up. Tierra Whack will become mainstream in some capacity. I'm not saying she's going to be the biggest star, but also this is contingent upon Tierra Whack dropping a full album. If those things, if that happens, she will become a full-blown, she will hit mainstream. Donald Trump is going to stay in office, and someone is going to create an app that will, in the year of 2020, challenge YouTube for its core audience. Now, as the year winds down, and I will be hitting, uh, what, eight episodes before the year ends, I want to do something big. I want to do something, uh, I want to make some big changes. Even though I have only a few episodes in, I want some big changes to come, uh, preferably at the beginning of the new year. So I will be making changes to the format. I'm still working on it. Um, I will be making changes to the podcast itself. I am currently working on it. But if you have feedback on how or what you think would help, please let me know. Um, But also, I just wanted everyone to know that some changes will be coming to make the podcast both more enjoyable, a little bit longer, and overall build the quality of it. Overall, add to the quality of it. 
Um, really, there's not much more that I have to talk about. I got most of it out with the uh, first topic there. So, once again, thanks for listening again. I'm back. Episode 6. I think we had a good one. Before I go, remember, mental health is as important as physical health. Water your melanin, and I'll talk to you guys next week.